0: pandemic has forced so many changes to our society and in this episode of the yarn we explore two changes at very opposite ends of the wool industry the advent of wool face masks and the ram sale at the world's largest sheep show has gone online so there's two things that have perhaps never been put in the same sentence until just then but that's 2020. Welcome to The Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Marius Cumming. Face masks have become commonplace around the world during this extraordinary time, providing everyday protection against the spread of COVID-19. A wool face mask is not only natural, renewable, breathable, but reusable and soft. In fact, Merino wool face masks may well play a significant role in introducing many new consumers to wool's many benefits. Brenda Yang is the technical manager of dyeing and finishing from the Woolmark Hong Kong office and she's been leading the way in the development of some new age masks that are now available commercially through the Knit Warm company. They are by no means the only wool face masks available with Australian made Merino Country in Queensland also manufacturing a wool mask. But I caught up with Brenda to explain how the Knit Warm masks were developed.
1: Everybody knows the coronavirus was getting extremely serious. As you know, people from Hong Kong has also the experience from SARS in two thousand and three. So for this time, all the people are really crazy for masks. But in reality, even for me, it's really impossible to get the PPE surgical mask. So even for myself, I have started to handmade my own cloth face mask. Without sewing machine, I just do it manually. Yeah, Because at home, uh, it's not common to have the sewing machine. So at the same time, I have checked with my customer to see whether they are happy to develop the wool face mask. After explaining my idea to the knitworm company, he was so happy about the concept. At that critical time, All the Chinese mills were shut down. No materials can be delivered to Hong Kong. Fortunately, he has got some leftover Optin fabric on hand, which was being used for the heating ski jacket. So I suggest to make use of the natural water-resistant wool fabric as the outer layer for the mask. That is with our Optin technology, which is an ultra-dense, woven wolf fabric. that protects us from others coughing and sneezing while for the inner part it has the antibacterial function from their silver technology that will be a really perfect functional face mask that is how it starts and nowadays i think non-medical textile mask really becomes part of our daily life okay Sorry for such a long story to explain, but I, I just want to share with you how it started.
0: Wasn't that long, Brenda? That was fine. Um, <laughs> that was very good, very succinct. So essentially, um, you've you've triggered this innovation. We know the benefits of wool being um, uh, very very breathable, uh, regulates yes. uh, temperature. And obviously fine wool is, is softness next to the skin. It's reusable, biodegradable. Why what makes wool so good um, in face masks?
1: Of course um, you have already explained, you are you know better than me. Yeah. For the merino face mask, I think with the ultra fine or super fine micron fibers that will protect us with a natural benefit such as super soft on skin extra comfort due to its excellent breathability and moisture regulating function. Moreover, it can be a really hygienical washed and reusable. And of course, for sure, it can be a very fashionable and natural alternative to synthetic face masks. Yeah. But in reality, we need to understand um, in the market, um, there are so many different options to include the wool into the face mask. Okay.
0: Do you think that, uh, given that so many people are wearing masks now, this this might be a new way to educate people, particularly about the softness next to the skin of merino wool?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely for sure. Yeah, um, softness is very, very important. Yeah, for next to skin. Yeah, so uh, um, having the uh, merino mask. Um, as I mentioned, uh, no matter ultra-fine or super-fine, I think uh, maybe below 18.5 micron for such type of mask will really provide um, the softness and the comfort um, to, the, um, to the user. Yeah.
0: Oh, well done, Brenda. It sounds like a, a great um, innovation and, and so fast to adapt so quickly to this market um, and this need. Tell us a little bit about the fabrics that actually make up the various layers within the mask.
1: Okay. Um, there's a very and various possibility to make up on um, the face mask. Um, such as the one t- which I have described with the silver tech uh, knitwear mask with the Optin technology um, in the outer part and with the silver technology next to skin while um, actually you can f- um, also see from different brands um, some of them they are um, making a very simple merino face mask with all the layers with um, 100% merino on um, the next to skin of course also 100% merino but um, for some brands um, Brands, they are actually including uh, another type of material which is um, which has an antibacterial function next to skin. So it really depends on on how the people, how the brands uh, they want to market out the concept of the merino face mask. And in addition, um, for for those um, brands, if they they would like to encourage um, people to use um, their um, face mask but at the same time to have a higher protection on some masks. They uh, allow for the insert of a filter material between the layers. Okay, and then um, just a quick touch for the filter material. Actually, it, of course, um, it need to be the um, PPE in general. However, um, we are also looking for alternative using wool felt as the um, filter, but it's still under uh, investigation. Yeah, for the wool felt, um, it has been normally used as a um, we call the um, filtering for those air purifying uh, machine. Yeah. Hmm. And
0: okay. yeah, so <laughs> uh, look, you mentioned obviously these are reusable masks, which are, which are even even better. Um, to to wash and care for these masks, um, what how do you recommend we do that?
1: Yeah, and um, first of all, for um, of course the material you sell, it need to be a machine washable um, wool, and then. Um, Of course, then at the end, uh, the mask can be washed. Um, We highly recommend the people to wash it um, by hand. Actually, um, there's no need to to wash in the um, washing machine because um, it will have some contamination from other gloves. So um, what they can do, they just um, dip the gloves, uh, sorry, the mask um, in a a trough um, with some um, detergent warm water just dip it maybe for on um, for half an hour and just on um, rinse it on gently and then on um, flat dry or hand dry that's all yeah okay. and i i have also got some uh inquiry from my customer they um the end user they they try to wash on uh, the face mask because they really want to kill all the germs and then they put heavy chlorine um, but actually, uh, there's no need for that. Um, you you just use those detergent which has the sanitizing function. That's already good enough. Yeah.
0: What is the demand like? Are you finding that the the sales are, are good?
1: Um, if according to the feedback um, from my customer Nick Worm, he actually got a lot a lot of inquiry from um different offices on um, on. Um, department store um, during the early time of COVID. Because at that time um, for example, Europe or US, um, it hasn't started. But unfortunately, unfortunately, because all the shops um, shut down. So so um it's, and and all the career service to overseas is also quite hard. Yeah. So um, it slowed down the the selling of um, the mass yeah however on um, on um, to my understanding for the whole supply chain for especially for for my customer in my area they they have no orders for garments or apparel so their inquiry is mainly focused on doing mass and of course for those are um, mainly working for the merino supply chain um they they are also working a lot for the Merino face mask. One of our partner also our license. Yeah, they have also made um, over thousands of the Merino face mask. Yeah, to to share to their customer and of course to to sell it to to those who want to uh, buy and sell them under their brand. Yeah,
0: that's interesting. So uh, I wonder so, if yeah. yeah, I wonder yeah. if this will actually introduce a lot of people to. Merino in in a very uh, personal way in that they're wearing it on their on their on their face and it will show people how soft Merino wool really is. Yes
1: yeah for sure um actually if on um, you look at on um, the recent um, website from the merinocountry.com, um, they also recently uh, launched on um, in July just um this month um, for the merino face mask as well so you understand the situation is really critical people are not looking for apparel or for fashion but they are looking for um, functional Environmental and reusable um, face masks, such as uh, those masks using merino. Yeah, so I think it's really a good sign. Yeah, because you know, um, the whole world is just um, frozen, but for all these protective gear uh, is moving quickly. Yeah,
0: where can people buy these, Brenda?
1: Okay, um, very simple. Please visit our woolmart.com and then look at the shopping page and shop for wool face mask then where you can find on a lot of on different links on where you can find on the merino face mask such as um on merino country and one of them called and um, cozy toes that is from new zealand on one point I, I want to mention um they explain clearly how on uh, the material Uh, what sort of material they are using Um, one of the yarn uh, is called new yarn actually um, in the past um, we have also a a really good marketing program using new yarn that is for the um, black diamond t-shirt yeah so you can see yeah people are trying to moving out from all the um, clothes apparel but they focus on face masks yeah
0: And well done to you for uh, adapting and innovating so quickly to this uh, market and putting wool front and centre literally in that market. Brenda, um, thank you very much for your time on the yarn today. Um, Again, thank you for your work and most importantly, please stay safe there in Hong Kong. Yeah, thank you.
1: Same to you. Uh, Stay safe and keep healthy. Yeah.
0: Technical Manager of Dyeing and Finishing from the Woolmark Hong Kong office, Brenda Yang. And head to Wool.com to see and purchase those face masks with a discount for wool growers. Like most events this year, the Australian Sheep and Wool Show in Bendigo, the world's largest such event, didn't go ahead. However, the traditional multi-Vendor Ram sale did, entirely online. Victorian Merino Stud Breeders President Peter Rogers said it was a big change for everyone but it did work well, with well over 100 people at the sale and strong prices for the 76% clearance of 44 rams. Peter said the standardisation of photographs and objective measurement were important for the sale.
2: We did try and put a standard. We asked for five photos so that we got a head shot, side shot, a rear shot a shot of the wool and a shot of their tag. Uh, we tried to standardise it so every stud sort of took similar photos. Um, it was optional for them to do a video and quite a few studs done videos, but um, we tried to standardise it so most studs um, were presented in the same format so to make it better for people to look at.
0: And were you, you happy with how that all presented, how the rams actually looked online?
2: yeah i think yeah I think most of the photos come up pretty well like, Yes, you know yourself it's not easy to take photos of livestock and um I thought they all they come up pretty well. the wool shots were pretty good um and just the climate we're in with this COVID, um it just it's just something we've got to get used to um and let's to say it's always hard when you try and change anything it's always you know, pessimists and um but we're in a situation where we had to implement change to make it happen so um, I think it, it worked pretty well And like, um, was, our aim was to have all the information up on the internet a month before the sale to eno- enable people to to um, have a good look at home on the internet and, and then any rams they needed to source if they wanted to go and make an appointment and visit those studs privately they could have time to do that and um, I think that worked too because it gives people time to have a look and think about
0: it So, um, well done for going to that extra effort I mean obviously uh, that, that's an important sale at Bendigo and obviously uh, the people that, that are bidding at Bendigo are used to seeing uh, the stock and, and uh, to move to an online yeah. sale only is a very big move
2: yeah well yeah it was a brave move but as I said we had no option and we just you know we've felt you know, we've had vendors supporting our the Bendigo show and sale for a lot of years, and um, it was the only way we could provide for them, and um, and that's why we, uh, why yeah, our committee decided to do it that way. And um, Go Sale is always a, always a hard one because it's always the first one, whether it's a normal auction or not. And um, it all worked out pretty well. to like, yeah, have forty seven active bid and twelve viewers, and um, you know it was yeah seventy six percent clearance. I thought it was a pretty good good effort.
0: You've you really sort of stepped into a brave new world a bit.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, we have and. Um, you know the way things the way things are going, we could be in this world for a little while by the look of it. So, you know, we um, sheep venture has gone that way, and I know our local Glenelg sale has gone that way, auctions plus sale. So, um, and there could be quite a few on property sales involved, with auctions plus too. I think the way things are going, but, um, it's not that hard to do. Um, it's just different, and it's just a case of having some photos and, and getting all your results together. To get it online, and yeah, just a case of getting organised, and um, it can all be done. If we get through this COVID period. Hopefully, it'll it'll bounce back up again. So, um, but all we need is for people to have good seasons. And um, you know, we have had areas of Australia that have been in terrible droughts, and that. So, we're hoping for all those people that they all get rain and um, and the season, and that that really dictates you know how many how many years will be joined. I, I believe.
0: I suppose it's not till a year something like yep. this happens that you, you realise just how much the Australian Sheep and Wool Show at Bendigo, all these events, how much they mean to us in terms of a community because uh you you know I don't know about you, but I've really missed it.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um Yeah. I really um yeah, it, it, it is different times. Like yeah, we are not we're not going out much, we're hardly going out at all and, and um and the shows and sales and that, it's a way, it's where we catch up and we talk to people and we learn what's going on in different areas and, um, and all that's not happening this year and we're not getting to see what other people's sheep are looking like and, and um, it's not happening and, it's happening and it, it is different and, um, yeah, we definitely do miss it and, um, yeah, it is, uh, it's good social times had at those shows and that, like, um it's not just all serious um, showing and looking at sheep, there's a lot of laughs and a lot of, um, amongst the stud breeders and, um, and it's definitely missed. Um, we seem to be doing everything now on the phone, and um, you know it's um, it's not easy on the phone all the time. You always love that face to face and eye contact with people, and um, that's something that we're we're seriously missing at the moment. Hopefully, we'll get back to some sort of normal world at, at some stage.
0: Better days ahead on many many fronts. But um, Peter, thanks for joining us on the yarn today, and uh, congratulations on the on the move. And let's hope for yeah better days ahead next year and. You know everyone can have that beer again.
2: Yep, yep, thanks Boris. Um yeah, we're all hoping for that and um, I'm sure we'll bounce back when we can
0: Peter Rogers of the Victorian Stud Marino Breeders Association. And other traditional events are also heading online, such as the New England Merino Lifetime Productivity Field Day on the 13th of August. A huge amount of work has gone into that, so well worth having a look at that New England MLP Field Day. So we're very much looking forward to being together once again, but in the meantime, we appreciate your company as usual on the yarn. So for me, Mario's coming. Thank you for your company. And I look forward to catching you again next time.